You know what's better than a tripod? A quad pod. Isn't that just a table? Wrong. It's a quad pod. Talking sports, pop culture, food, and uh, more sports. Unofficially brought to you by KSRO and North Bay Biz Magazine. It's the quad pod with Jeff Woodworth, Mike DeWald, Luke Straub, and Frank Sumrall. Six check in today for uh, for hot. I made the announcement already on on air. I'm just gonna do it, you know, on the digital platform a little later. Um, it's I, I quoted I had the McGregor soundbite in there, which is I'd like oh. to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. And I was just like, there's a time and a place to be humble, but not during this break. I was just like, I can't wait to get after this. Blah blah. blah. You sure, you want to evoke Con- Connor? I was gonna say, there's a time and a place for Connor McGregor soundbites. I don't know if right yeah, now. Probably all time low, man. I've been doing it. Proper number twelve. I know, I know what's going on with that guy. Did you, did you watch it? Dude, I watched I it. Watched yeah. How was it? I, I, I just watched like the. I lucked out. I, I tuned in it like thirty seconds before he got knocked out. It was great. Yeah. He was working him too the first part of the fight, and then just got caught. He looked washed. Isn't that the thing people are saying? Yeah. Who's he trying to go after? Uh, Khabib, but now. Oh, he's, he's trying to go after that guy. He's dropped out of the top. Okay, so little, I didn't Khabib retire? Yeah, he did. Because his dad died? He said he retired anyway, right? right? Mike, are we recording? Man, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think he did. Hey, we are. Good. He like won a big fight, and All then right. he was like, I'm done. He's a perfectionist. Mike, and the worst part is, I hate when that shit happens when I'm going to record in, in that booth, because it's right it's on so top. So loud. It's right on, yeah. It's so loud, and it doesn't, you don't hear it back when you're listening to it on... Uh, what does uh, Jackson like it up? Eight degrees. <laughs> Uh, I just want it to the point where it's off. I just don't want it playing at all, you know? What? Huh? Okay. Yeah, that was a rough one this past weekend, watching the boy go down. That was, uh, But that's fighting, man. You can you can have it, and then half a second later, you don't. And um, that's what I think what the nuttiest part about it was that was the first fight in over 300 in, in over a year for McGregor, oh. right? And he came in as the fourth-ranked lightweight, which was kind of absurd because it's like there's been other lightweights that have been fighting in the time that he hasn't so i don't know why he's ranked so high name it alone or whatever and uh he loses and now he's not even in the top 10 huh mm-hmm. yeah do you, you see a uh, i watched mcgregor get get his butt whooped one other time when he got stalked and slapped okay is he gonna come back like it did that yeah time? i think so well that's what dana was saying is he goes this is this is rocky three mm-hmm. he's got all the money and everything and he's been <laughs> embarrassed does he yeah. come back or is he just cool and content to ride it off and I mean, Rocky Three. I'm down. I mean, good, good for him. Either way, I'm looking at the lightweight rankings right now. So Khabib is number one, and if Khabib doesn't come back to fight, like Frank was questioning, then he's obviously going to give up the belt. I think it goes to Poirier. Uh, Poirier's number one. Gaethje's number two. Then you got Charles Oliveira at number three. Michael Chandler, who wasn't even ranked, that dude jumped uh, into top, number four ahead of Tony Ferguson. Oh, excuse me, McGregor's number six. He's out of the top five, so it's not top ten. I was going to be like, that's a I. Now that I think about it, top ten for lo- falling out of the top ten is a number four after one loss. Like depending on how bad you for lost. all the people who didn't know much about the fight, myself included, who did he fight? He <laughs> fought Dustin Poirier, who okay. he had beaten on his rise to the top. It was one of his first fights that he had in the UFC. He looked big, dude. where he, he looked- beat him. And Poirier, well, that's the thing, right? Is like if you lose, oh if if you lose, look at it, think about it like football. If you lose, you're gonna be watching that tape twice as hard for the next matchup. Whereas oh, yeah. when you come in, you might be smelling yourself. And credit Poirier because he he vamped up and increased his um uh, his arsenal just with the leg strikes and and his ability to strike. Yeah, he's, he's not mm-hmm. he's no bum. He's he beat no the bum. heck out of uh, Connor's leg. Yeah. you know what I was thinking when I was watching that fight was that Connor looked like a guy that went toe-to-toe with Floyd Mayweather and survived. And he's like, oh, whatever, this is no he big deal. He thinks he's immortal. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I'll just throw a couple of jabs out here and we'll be good. Who was, uh, <laughs> who was favored? Oh, McGregor, McGregor was minus... Uh, oh, minus, so it was an upset. He was, it was minus 300. And get McGregor this guy... had the favorite yeah. because he came back and beat mm-hmm. um, Cerrone. All oh, right. Shoulder strikes. But that, was, that was over a year ago. Yeah, that was yeah, a and massacre. The, the one that Stephen A. questioned his... Uh, his heart and it was just like yeah sit this one out Stephen you're talking about a real UFC goat right there hey well, speaking of goats I saw uh, and gambling somebody had a parlay where they put the money line on Conor McGregor and then they also bet on Tom Brady to lose oh wow I was like oh that, that card was all messed up man. so that was believe it or not that was not my card 
And uh, I mean, as much like, as it, couldn't get much more wrong. It might be, but it, <laughs> it was not. I promise. So anyway, uh, yeah, looking at it with Connor, he's either going to bounce back or clearly he won't. I'm going to bounce really off the mat again. Yeah, yeah, very so. funny. Thank you. So much. I look for. I think he's got at least two more fights before he's getting a chance at the championship. He's probably going to have a rematch with Poirier How because he, the, the rubber match. He's 32, and then he's mm. probably. I say for sure he's got to fight either. Either Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, or Gaethje before he fights Poirier again before he gets another title shot. Like like McGregor's got if he wants to keep fighting and wants to be champion again, he's got minimum three fights before he gets another title shot. Is what I is what wow, I'm looking really? at. Yeah, but he hasn't fought in almost two years. Wow. And his last two fights, well, I mean, he split. But he, I, he makes the money, doesn't he? Cerrone, I, Cerrone's I not even ranked anymore because I think Cerrone finally retired. You yeah. put him, you, th- you give him a matchup with anybody, he's going to make bankroll for uh, MMA or. What's that, UFC? Oh, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a money-making machine, and that's maybe, one thing. Maybe that's, one warm-up. That's but, one thing, but no, 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 no. No, to you think fair, three? To be fair to the rest of the division, man, like so he, he could, because he his his rise was so astronomical yeah. so fast that it would be a disgrace to not have him, especially if he's going to be okay. hanging around the lightweight division. It's not like he's jumping weight classes. Let's let's talk about a better fighter. What? <laughs> Jake Paul's got something coming up. I'm so tired of the Paul <laughs> brothers, dude. And that's so funny about him is he's, he's going to be fighting against um, – who the retired it? Ben, guy, right? Ben Askren, who Jorge Masvidal put down in five seconds. Yeah, he's a former wrestler. So it's like, um, you're, fighting, name I you're, you're fighting a professional fighter, so like respect there. It's not Nate Robinson, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you, yeah, want, okay. you want me to be taking you seriously as a boxer, and you're going and fighting a wrestler. I saw the, fought I a saw basketball the player wrestler. that that guy said about Jake Paul, and I'm like, oh, slam your money on Jake Paul. This guy's going to lose. <laughs> oh, well, he's underestimating Dude, the great he's Jake Paul. A, he's talking a little too much, and I, I can just see something happening. And then everyone gets mad because they don't like a YouTuber getting in on there. Hey, man. He, he, to his credit, he did acknowledge. He goes, I know, I know everybody's going to be coming for me every time I open my mouth because I am just some punk YouTuber and I'm trying to get my boxing career established. I'm like, well, you're doing it in like the lamest way possible by taking these fights against I mean, Nate well, Robinson. Very 2021. That's what I'm saying. In the sense that he's doing it in a very uh, fiscal, fiscal way, good for him. But like... Dude, no rep in the streets whatsoever. Like Zero. other than you know, like congrats, you're you're boxing on pay per view television. That's it. It's He's got deep. some rep on the Twitter streets. Yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe in his YouTube channel too. I have no problem with him not fighting a guy like McGregor in his first match. <laughs> I <laughs> warm up a little bit. That's true. I want I want let all the other MMA guys that are calling him out too go after. There's a lot of guys in MMA that could chase the bag and go up, go fight a YouTuber like that. And I'd love to sit back and watch him get his face beaten in because it's real easy to mouth off. Fight a YouTuber sounds like a great series. I it would does, watch dude. all of it. Let's start a podcast about it. <laughs> I tune in. All right. So, good show today. We're going to be reviewing the AFC and NFC championships. We have old quarterbacks on the move. We have some potential NBA and NHL news, should time allow for it. Mike's absurd sound of the week. And then some goodies here with the features. We got Luke, uh, Luke's ass. That's right. That was a good hit segment last week, and we're going to do it again. And then the same with Frank's <laughs> handcrafted stats. This week... Frank said it's it's about quarterbacks against the spread. Mm-hmm. Almost like forgot it. that. Sorry. And then Luke's is about technology. So that's the only hint I'll give you. You it have to me. you have to listen to the rest of it. And when okay? I'm scared, I get angry. Don't so. spoil it. All right. Just get angry, man. Yeah, okay, he's very angry. He's very agitated. You know. Come on, gentlemen. <laughs> NFC or AFC championship game? What do we want to start with first? Oh, let's go the. Let's go with the one that's a little more interesting, the NFC one. NFC right. Championship game. I'm very upset. I'm very frustrated. I I defend, Oh yes, that's right. I defended I defended the Packers' decision to kick a field goal because Why? either either way you're gonna have to you're gonna have to score and you're gonna have to stop them. You're there is to stop that. Him. You have to stop them. And yeah. to Lafleur's credit, which puts all this to bed, and don't even get me started on the officiating, he was one pass interference call away from that plan working. So there's that's that's my. I rest my case there. I, mean, I don't. I'm not mad at Lafleur because he did what he had to do. I it would was, say it was ticky tack officiating. I would say the argument against it is, tack, yeah. is um, that Brady Rogers, has a, that Brady has a history of getting Rodgers and Adams <laughs> is unstoppable in the red zone. But the problem with that, and I think Lafleur made a gamble, was that I think twice, at least once, early in the game, they were held up three straight times and had to kick a field goal. Mm. I think a second time they were trying to punch it in, they couldn't do it again. So I think at that point they're like, I don't know if I'm trusting this combo against this Tampa mm-hmm. Bay linebacker defense. So then he went with something else. Everybody's yeah. saying Aaron Rodgers should have ran that ball in when he was like, what, 25 yards out? I don't think he should have. I'm he not went. asking any 37-year-old to do that. No, no. He would not yeah. have, I'm he sorry. Would, he would not have. He's 25. Go for it. Furthermore, why are we taking three straight shots at the end zone? And as much as I hate Tom Brady, which, believe me, with the fire and fury of a thousand and one sons, <laughs> I... 
know for a fact that Brady would have gone four downs. That's four down territory, and he would have done a damn good job of making sure that he got like five, six yards at a pop. He, he's one of the best at almost Don't everything. Don't do that so. to it. Don't do that to me, Luke. I'm just saying <laughs> you, know? you just need to confirm my bias, knowing that Brady would have paper cut them to death <laughs> and they would have ended up scoring. So I'm looking at the Packers as why did you guys go for three straight home runs when you could have gone well, and 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 set up the paper cuts? I suppose my take is a little more conventional because I think they should have went for it. I mean, it's third down, and you know, I think for, uh, the Frank mentioned the defense. I think that's very correct. That defense was stout and impressive and intimidating too but bottom line you had one chance to take the lead and you know you got to figure that uh i do agree they're gonna have to stop tom brady one way or the other but i'd rather do it with the lead and you got to take that shot you got aaron Rodgers on his last legs i think that was a pure that was a really bad decision very very conservative who takes more of the blame Rodgers or lafleur Lafleur. Uh, it has to be Lafleur because there was uh, the the halftime or the play right before halftime where Brady goes deep to Scotty Miller oh, and God. he says, "I don't like the coverage that we're in." You're the head coach. Take a time. He out. said he didn't like the coverage. You're, you're supposed to override that if you don't like. Yeah, that, but Rodgers was really butchering that two minute drive. I, but hmm. still, you're the head coach. You have the. You're the one in possession of the timeouts. You can set this up and you can bring the guy. Rip, I think they went in the half of the timeout. I think they swallowed oh, one. I think they could have easily sense. called one on the last play just Yikes. to like man up three deep. I hope Bucks fans enjoy the fact that they got a Jameis game out of Brady. Like, I mean, look at the stat line. 20 yeah, of 36, 280 well, yards, three touchdowns, three picks. That's Jameis. That's a white Jameis. That's where I get a... <laughs> I mean, Brady did better that's to where get I look him to this at point. Rodgers were usually... I got a lot of Rodgers defenders in my life. And yeah. I was like, well, you know what? Brady gave you three picks in the second mm-hmm. half, and you still couldn't yep. overcome, yep. Yep. you know. And well, and yeah, and it turns out we were talking last week that I thought Aaron Rodgers would be better, but it, boy, he had a bad game again. He almost it was almost a repeat of Week Six. I was floored by that. You know, I did not see that coming. AFC Championship. Hmm. Mike, do all what? what you got? Yeah, there, there was a game. There we go. What? 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 what are you talking about? This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is and it was kind of a bad game too. It really was. You guys, um, the Bills pulled up nine zero, hmm. and uh, I messaged my friend who's a Chiefs fan, and I said, "Well, the Chiefs overcame uh, ten point deficits three times last year. Overcoming a nine point deficit just isn't as impressive anymore." <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, hey. there was yeah, there was no panic. Hey, Unfortunately, I yeah, had so much yeah. fun watching the Bills this year, but I did. <laughs> Mahomes was just nothing but smiles. Well, let's be nice. Seriously. Let's be nice. It's too many smiles for to go there. <laughs> too, too many smiles for and a football I, game. I think you called it going into the week, but it, it eventually did catch up to him that they don't have a running game. I mean, Devin Singletary is nothing. Yeah, um, he he struggled, and TJ Yeldon was like getting snaps and like got touches. Because they didn't have Zach Moss. Three carries. You know, like, he was like a waiver wire pickup. 15 yards. <laughs> oh, I mean, five yards a carry. Good yeah, for him. He was the Buffalo running game. No, actually, Josh Allen, Josh Allen well, Josh was. was. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, would like to, I would like to officially engage in the same type of rhetoric with Josh Allen that we like to throw around with Lamar Jackson. And I understand that there's a difference there, and one's been an MVP and one is not. But one is being treated as if he's won an MVP. Take a look at how the media treats Josh Allen. And I forget who was that called him the great Josh Allen. Excuse uh. me, the biggest question we had about this guy was, has he gotten rid of the five minutes of shakes and stupidity during the game, of which he's <laughs> so subject to doing? I don't From see, that to great. I don't see other <laughs> quarterbacks taking back-to-back 20-yard sacks. Like, jo- like yeah. that, that's, a, that's a Josh Allen staple. Very, I, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a problem. I it will point out, did you see his greatest throw in NFL history as he was being pushed out of bounds, and he just, like, flicks his wrist, and he overthrows it by, like, 60 yards. It was the longest throw I've ever seen I'm, of just, like, a flick of the wrist. I'm not, he's I'm got not, talent. I, again, he's got, <laughs> America's got tremendous talent. arm strength. You know he's, who else did? Jamarcus Russell. So, <laughs> no. just, Wentz is why ceiling. are you doing that? Because Wentz doesn't give up on a play like Josh Allen, but Josh Allen somehow makes it work more hmm. often than not. But, you know, there's there's Wentz in him. That's yeah. the problem. Well, oh, he needs to pro- get that the out. The problem is, is, like, we okay, so it took Lamar to finally forever to win his playoff game, first playoff game. Josh Allen just won his first playoff game this year too. So, and I understand that there's this idea that oh, Lamar's a former MVP, so I mean, uh, an MVP, so it should it should be better. We have done nothing but tip ride Josh Allen all year about the improvements <laughs> that he made, and well, he did. Yeah. He did. To be fair, he made a conference championship and lost to Patty Mahomes. Very true, and, and I want to make a point. Uh, to maybe, be fair, I want to throw something. <laughs> I think that's very fair. Uh, but I want to back up to a little bit, maybe hit a couple of these points and say that 
Chris Singletary is not that good, okay? But they only, he only ran six times. I, I personally was fair, someone. Devin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Devin Singletary. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Mike. I was personally, <laughs> I was personally like impressed with him during the season. Not like he's something special, but I think that hurt Josh Allen. If you have your quarterback having more rushing attempts than your running back uh, in a, in a conference championship game, I think that's going to hurt your quarterback's chances. Uh, and then pair that with all the deficiencies you guys are talking about. It's also really just important to point out how good Kansas City is. It's upsetting. It's going to be like this for another two years while he's on his rookie deal. So, it's just they got so much they can afford to pay all these guys. I mean, look at this: Daryl Williams, Mecole Hardman, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Tyreek Hill, Travis yeah. Kelsey, Bry- Byron Pringle, Mecole Hardman. I think I said already. Doesn't matter. Say it again. It's just it's it's, well, it's, it's so unfair. And it's getting to this point where Sammy Watkins, who is a decent chunk of that salary cap. They were going to let him walk because Hardman huh. his, does his role even better despite yeah. the bad fumble he had. Right. Hardman actually had an awesome game. He did. They don't even need a guy like Sammy Watkins at this point, which they overpaid <laughs> That's incredible. as a number two. And then, you know, after this a week. This is bad. Yeah. This is bad. They don't even need him. The, it's not good if you're, an a, if you're a fan of an AFC team. The it's one true, thing is you can't bet against the Chiefs until the team changes dramatically. Disbands. Unless they're going against an elite defense. That's what'll beat this team. The Bills right. didn't have that, and so if you're like, okay, I need to score 41 to Say beat it. this team. Say it. I know where you're going. Say it. I don't. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a feeling I know where you're going with I've it. I've got a thought Say in my own head. Say too. it, Frank. I've never seen a more efficient offense in my life. Oh, okay. I thought oh. you were going to say that the Tampa Bay Bucks I were thought, that type of defense no. that could slow down the Kansas City. <laughs> I was going to be like, say it, you fraud. No, oh, yeah. I'm slamming <laughs> Chiefs minus three in this. Oh, hammer, I've never hammer seen time, time. undefeated, never lost. I've never seen a more efficient offense in my life. So you need yeah. a no-fly zone. You need a legion of boom. You need something to stop them like that. And the Bills didn't have it. And that's the only problem. And the thing is, if you're doing a shootout, as great as the Bills' offense is, they're going to commit a couple of dumb turnovers. Yeah. I, I they're have, just not as efficient because they're a normal team. I have <laughs> I have the recipe for success to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you need a defense that has a steel curtain front, probably a 2000s Baltimore Ravens uh, middle linebacking core, and then a legion of boom uh, secondary. And, so, and yeah, then you're just, right on. You're right on schedule. You're right on schedule. And then a Hall of Fame quarterback exactly. on the other side. A Hall of Fame running back. I mean, well, you can do nice. kind of maybe without the running game, but yeah, you got enough wide receivers. The thing that's so frustrating about the Chiefs is watching these dump off passes that Mahomes gets, where he's just like, "Oh, by the way, here's a two yard pass downs. to Kelsey that he's going to take off for 13." And it's just, and then you get. I, I heard this hot take on the radio the other day. Andy Reid's a better coach than Bill Belichick. I'm saying it, and Bill Belichick's got oh, the. Oh, six- don't! You're no. drinking the Kool-Aid. Nope, 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 nope. Got the got the stuff fruit to punch. got the stuff to back it up here. Did somebody just fart? No, I said fruit punch. Oh, okay, I, I haven't taken a crap in over 24 hours, right, but that's because of a house problem. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> do we need to anyway, take a, a break? I want to touch on this real quick before we move on to the next topic. You have, and it's something to chew on. You can argue with me next week about this. Bill Belichick, six Super Bowls, right? Yeah. In the I think he's been coaching for 20 years, 20 years or something like that. Head I coach, think since I mean, the early he's late, been, 90, in yeah, late 20, 90s. In the 20 years that he's been a head coach, 20 plus. Every year that he hasn't had a quarterback named Tom Brady, aside from Matt, there was one year, there was one year where when he didn't have a quarterback named so Tom he Brady, he had a losing season. Did he make? One, the, I think he made the playoffs with the Browns. Uh, one year, sure, maybe it was two, one, sure. maybe two. Take a look at what Andy Reid's done. Andy Reid has gone to NFC championships, AFC championships. He's won a Super Bowl. He's about to win another one. He has redesigned offenses twice over now and he's done it with lesser talent if we're going to give Tom Brady so this is where this is where and exactly and this is where the thing comes across you know multiple decades like like Belichick's done where if we're going to find out how Brady is apparently so great that he was able to bring his culture and influence which some of it he probably got from Belichick albeit that was able to bring it down to the Bucks get them all to buy in on a more talented team got in there what has Belichick done with everybody else nothing and you can look back nothing when he doesn't have Brady he is not nearly the coach that we think he is I'm not saying that he's not a great coach, but when you think about it, Andy Reid has given every out. Andy Reid has a more than one leg to stand on when it comes to the comparison against Bill Belichick. Well, and no cheating scandals. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> let me just, final. Let me, <laughs> I, no, yeah, yeah. No, no. So I mean, I just, just, just I'm just saying final final argument. There's right, no cheating scandals. All right. So I'm just gonna throw out there that you know, what if he took away Andy Reid's top five players? Like, would he be like say like? Patty Mahomes like left the team next year just in a hypothetical. Well, he's taken he's taken Donovan McNabb, mm-hmm. Alex Smith, yeah. and <laughs> he had Patrick a really Mahomes. good run with uh, Michael Vick. 
Yes. No, that's true. Mike, yeah. Mike Vick, too. So it's uh, Andy okay. Reid has shown you that it doesn't matter which quarterback you give me. But those are all top flight players. I just gotta... Top flight. Alex Smith is top flight. Uh, DeWald, Pardon take me. your headphones okay, off. Alex, no, okay. no, take your headphones <laughs> off. Alex Smith, top flight. That's what we're going to go with. All right. The also, other three. He got hold on, hold on, hold prison, on. Prison workout Mike Vick. The other three. The other three. <laughs> okay. No, I'm saying he's had good quarterbacks. I mean, none of them, yeah. none of them, when you compare them individually, line up against Tom Brady because Tom's apparently the one who invented football. But I'm getting at the point that. That Andy huh. Reid has done a very good job as a coach, coaching multiple players and getting nearly just as successful. Just because I mean, he's incredible. I mean, yeah. he's got four. He's going to have four less Super Bowls when it's all said and or what is it? Five less Super Bowls when it's all said and done after this year. Yeah, it, I mean, and, and that's because that's because Belichick was able. And this is where I could I could start attacking Belichick. Rode the coattails of Parcells, gets first one, blah blah blah, <laughs> and he rolled down the the cheating scandals, the getting lucky. There's all this stuff, but I'm saying Andy, and I understand that Belichick beat him head to head and won Super Bowl, but. I'm, I'm telling you, Andy Reid, yeah. better coach. When it's all said and done, when I'm you in take the, everything. I'm in the minority. I actually thought Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick had a very successful year. No, it wasn't. I'll just say that I enjoy. I was I was impressed this year. Seven and nine with that team is pretty remarkable for me. I just enjoy the in general uh, narrative of Bill Belichick not being God, and I, I like that. Yeah, he can't, yeah. He can't scout, can't draft. Yeah, you know. I don't like, think he's God. I've, I've always been in the. Um, Non, non-god I, sector. I've been on the hill that uh, Joe Gibbs should be in the conversation. <laughs> That's right, but, you are um, Joe Gibbs guy. Big Joe Gibbs guy. Uh, he, he, yeah, Frank. The only thing is, and we Joe can Gibbs. break it down after the Super Bowl when we're throwing a, a, a celebratory parade for the Chiefs if they win, Andy Reid's got some bad playoff losses to his name. Yeah, Certainly. No, 100, 100, absolutely. He's got some bad losses. No doubt about he's it. He's had a clock management problem. That too. So... But we all love it Andy. Seems, it seems like the love Super Bowl, Andy. I love Andy so it much. It seems like the Andy. Super Bowl victory has has almost fixed that in a way that we don't see the 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 clock issues anymore. In fact, yeah, if anything, it's promoted him. Today. It's promoted I mean, him. Came up this year. It's promoted him to throw his nuts out on the table and say, "Hey, I'm going to go for it on <laughs> fourth down, so I don't have to worry about that." Right? I love Here's Andy Reid. Those early 2000s Eagles are some of my favorite teams. I'm a big McNabb guy, but. This is a little far for me. Well, who would you guys rather? Who would you rather? Who would you rather take, Belichick or, or Reed? Have we asked that question yet? Andy Reed. I think. Okay, I know that. Um, but I'll not take Belichick because sure. I'd rather have a defensive coach than an offensive coach. Okay. Uh, uh, in a game, in a game that has skewed offensively in in the past twenty years, it's skewed to more offense. Give me the guy that is able to disassemble a playbook and reassemble a, an entirely different new playbook in the offseason like oh. he's cleaning a gun, you know? I, I, I gotta say, ask a question that I, I'm having trouble answering. That's a tough one. I, I'll we'll go. have to revisit it. We'll have to revisit yeah, it. cool. I'm off, the hook. I'm off the hook. All right, cool. Welcome to Handcrafted Stats, brought to you by me. We did a lot of sports betting this year. A lot. Like a record-setting amount. To commemorate gambling fever, I took all the modern era Hall of Fame quarterbacks circa 2000 to see how they did against the spread in the postseason now that the playoffs are wrapped up with one game to go, the Super Bowl of course. Let's see how they fare. Win favorite in a playoff game, Brady leads the pack much like he leads all postseason numbers. He's 26-8 win favorite in a playoff game. Feel great. Rock and roll, man. Favre is the second most impressive. He has an 11-4 mark. Big Ben is right behind him with a record of 10 and 4. Russell Wilson is 7 and 2. Aaron Rodgers is 7 and 3. Kurt Warner is 6 and 2. And then you have Drew Brees at 7 and 6. Quarterbacks with a losing record in the 2000s era were Peyton Manning's 10 and 11. Ouch. And then way down the list is Philip Rivers and Eli Manning at 1 and 2. Yes. Rivers has been favored in the postseason just three times in his career. An interesting note when you're considering his Hall of Fame resume. Let's flip it. How do these guys do as underdogs? Well, actually, Eli remains supreme. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. He's 7-2 in the playoffs as an underdog. All seven of those wins came from his two Super Bowl runs. He was only favored once against the Atlanta Falcons in the wildcard round in 2011. Right behind him, of course, is Tom Brady. He's a 7-3 record. And then you have Peyton Manning at 4-2, flipping the script just like his little brother. Kurt Warner is 3-2 as an underdog leaving him with an amazing 9-4 postseason record. The rest all have losing records. It's Phil Rivers at 4-5, Rodgers at 4-6, Big Ben at 3-5, Drew Brees at 2-3, Wilson is 2-5 as an underdog, and Favre is a dastardly 2-7. What if you split the odds up even further to see how they did as underdogs or favorites of 7 points or more? It's actually pretty much chalk when you're talking about 7-point favorites for these elite quarterbacks. 
Manning has the most losses when favored by seven or more. He has four losses and a five and four record overall. Brady is 16 and three, Favre is six and three, Warner is five and two, and Wilson is a perfect four and zero. As a seven point underdog, well, a uh, certain quarterback struck out. Breeze never won. He only played one game as a seven point underdog. 0 and one. Rogers 0 and three. Favre 1 and four. The only quarterbacks with wins under these conditions is Tom Brady with two, Big Ben with one. Rivers, Warner, Favre, Eli also have one. Does this mean anything? Not necessarily. Odds are wrong all the time. Vegas is wrong all the time. But it is a fascinating to see who bucks the trend and who can win as an underdog with a presumably inferior team during the playoffs versus losing as a favorite. It's something to think about as this tumultuous football season comes to its conclusion. Thank you. So, officially today, this morning, Deshaun Watson uh, asked for a trade. So, he's been quiet all offseason. Free Deshaun Watson. He's been cryptic with his tweets. Uh, Now it's officially happening. Jets are the favored. Uh, Dolphins are a wild card if they make a trade involving Tua. And they also have some nice picks. I honestly would like to see that. And then maybe make Bill Belichick sweat a little bit more having an awesome QB in his division compared to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's look at the rest of these QBs who are up for grabs in the offseason potentially. Uh, I'm going to throw out a name. You tell me if he stays or goes. And let's see. Let's start off with the guy who just lost to Tampa, Aaron Rodgers. He stays. Yeah, I agree. He stays. There's too much money. Green Bay knows that it was that was an emotional reaction from Aaron Rodgers, man. And he knows that he can use the media to play to his advantage. This is a team that in the offseason went and, and drafted his backup, of which... It wasn't even he wasn't even good enough to be their third stringer. I mean, he was barely their third stringer in this past game that they just lost to. And you could argue that if they had gone and found found Aaron Rodgers another weapon to accompany Devonte Adams, it'd be them that are in super, in the Super Bowl this week. You could argue, or I, next week. Excuse me. I think it stays. And I, I like the I, I read a comment from the ownership or the GM on the Packers that said it was something like quote We're not dumb or something like that. Very quiet rumor <laughs> going around. Pretty strong. I mean, pretty smart. Yeah. McVeigh. Likes Rodgers. I think they're going to make Whoa. a move for him. I don't think it happens. I think he stays, but I know the Rams want him. What? Man, I don't blame him. Um, they, Pelosi, what's up? They openly said <laughs> Wolford is going to compete for the job with Goff, which basically means Goff, you're out. Uh, yeah, no which, Jeez, they said that? Let's bring up his name. Oh Jared Goff. Oh Bro, no, he's gone. I think I think he's gone because all of the got Cronky and even McVeigh, their same messaging is, is, that, is that he is a Ram for now. And Uncle Colin brought up how he thought that oh, somebody walking by was like, "What are we doing?" Um, <laughs> he brought up that Goff signed with the Rams early, got that extension, and he feels like the Rams went back to Goff's agent and was like, "Hey, can we restructure this to help out the team because we're going to be a little strapped here for cap with the way that the cap situation could work out?" And he thinks that Goff's agent came back and said, "Kiss, kick rocks." The agent's words. like, "I got lucky with this." Yeah, <laughs> no so way. Now, now LA's got to trade him. Uh, Dwalt, any thoughts on Goff? I think he stays. Turn your head. And go. I, I yeah. think it's a short leash. I, I don't think they'll just I think let him suck yeah. it up think out there. But. He's the week one starter. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Woo! Yeah. I think he stays too, even though he didn't know that the sun sets in the west when he 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 came out of college. He didn't know that. But even even. <sighs> That's true, by the way. That's true, by the way. Jared Goff. That's that Cal education. You know, Daddy. Uh, come on now, don't do that. <laughs> it's fair. He went there. Well, he let's goes, be nice. Let's be nice. Uh, but we even don't have to go there. Even with that being said, I think I think he'll be back. I think it's just a matter of options, uh, and even though they're not very good, he's the best one they got. Frank, um, next quarterback. This guy is already on his way out. You're gonna tell me where he goes, Mr. Matt Stafford. Oh. Oh, I was actually. Uh, I'm going to pick this name up that I'm just about to drop here. Where I was talking with one Danny Wright from 97.7 oh. The River. Nice name drop. Uh, yeah, let me pick that back up. <laughs> we were talking about this. Matt Stafford could potentially be like a great piece out in San Francisco because it is a... Streets are talking. You, you have to... Oh, dude, and I keep my ear to the streets. That's right. Nobody That's right. knows. I got my stripes. Anyway, so... Matt Stafford needs to be in a system that is going to protect him because he is 33, but he is an old 33 when you when you count that what's going to be on yeah, that physical. I can, only imagine, I can only imagine what's going to be on that physical. <laughs> so get him in a system that's run first, but also can use him and his arm strength and his ability to actually like place the ball where it needs to be. Again, no aspersions to Jimmy G, but you know we saw we saw what the water looked like. So I think San Francisco makes sense. It makes total sense. I have a feeling 
the Niners are going to strike out on Watson and Stafford. Yeah, well, Jimmy G does have a no-trade clause or something like that, where he could say, if you're going to send me to Detroit, I don't like that. So I do remember that from the conversation earlier, too. Um, so San Francisco makes sense. I don't know how it's going to happen. I think, I think it just sounds like the Niners, that they're going to stick with the guy they have. I think, I think so, too. It just doesn't sound like them to flip. You know what it does sound like, though? It sounds like the Colts. They love doing this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a Ballard move. I'm going him going to the Colts. Mm. I think it's a good call. What about you? What are your final thoughts? Oh, it, the the Niners make sense. I don't know if I like that for the Niners. It just reeks of like damaged goods to me. Uh, yeah, I agree. Get, get the next quarterback, not the 33-year-old Lions quarterback. I mean, it would have um, been a, good, a great move like five years ago. Yeah. It, uh, it, the, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see the Colts. Give me uh, thoughts on Sam Darnold. Predict the future. No, he's staying. 100%. Do, um, what if Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets? He's not. He's not gonna. They're not gonna trade. If you're the Jets, wow. you're not gonna trade for Deshaun Watson. I'll tell you right now. Salah likes what he's got in Darnold, and I'm not saying that only because I've heard him in two separate interviews. One was stupidity, but he uh, he likes what he's got in Stafford. And furthermore, Lefleur, or, my bad, Darnold Lafleur, the other one who's coming from San Francisco with him, also likes Darnold and thinks that he can work well in that system. So I don't think Sam Darnold's going to go anywhere. If anything, I could see the Jets taking an offensive lineman or trading out of that spot on draft day for more picks. There's a high lineman supposed to go third behind the two quarterbacks. Uh, Mitchell Truth Bisky. I think he's gone. I think he's going to stay. What, uh, wow. is, is this, is this going to be his fifth? No, his fourth year? What it do, baby? He's still under contract, clearly. They yeah. declined the fifth-year option. Do they decline the fifth-year oh. Gosh, maybe not. I think. Yeah, I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. This is like not a bad year if you're like a, a, a lowly team and in need of a quarterback. Dude, there's so many. Quarterbacks. Not a bad year, huh? Who Jeez. are just just names? Just just go rapid fire, Frank. Who are some other names that are going to be on the move? Um, what we think could be on the move? Carson Wentz is up there. Jimmy G. We wait, have can't Dewalt. Where does Carson Wentz go? Name a team right now. Does he stay or go? <laughs> He stays. Okay. Stays. Interesting. With all the other white Italians that are there, who Jimmy be like, G. I, no. yeah. uh, Jimmy G. I think, like I said, he could move, but ultimately he's got the no trade clause. So I think mm. he ends up staying. I'll the question for you: Cam Newton, does he start? Oh no, they're gonna find another option. Okay, Cam yeah. Newton will start. Where does he go? Yeah, uh, I think Cam know, could end up in Washington. I think, I think uh, you know, he's gonna have to stomach the fact that he's a backup. The CFL, really? Wow, you guys are being disrespectful. I think Cam showed just enough in New England this past year to show that he could like captain a ship and not be the one that has to like I lead it. I think he authored one of the worst quarterback seasons I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Teddy Bees, where's he going? Uh, Is he staying in Carolina or they move on? Yeah, oh, He's in Carolina. I think he stays in Carolina also. They're going to work with him. Yeah. I don't know who else they would draft. Uh, Jameis, free agent. Ooh, I okay. You're not going to like this? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in New Orleans, man. It makes sense. I would definitely you're start Jameis like, over Drew Brees. I mean, what are you going to do? Rock with Taysom well, Hill the Breeze whole is, way? You're, Breeze, you're having post-Breeze, like, Breeze like is, mental issues. Yeah, Breeze is done. you got to go so Jameis, Breeze is gone. Yeah, throw Jameis out there. You have to. The I don't one know, problem though. is if Jameis goes out and says, I'm worth $10 million compared to what he got paid this year, Saints are $102 million over the cap. No, yikes. Wait, wait, what? What? 102 over? I'm not a finance over. guy, but they're, they're going to have to cut. The there. next closest team is like 54. <laughs> they're going to have to do the Eagles. Nice. That's not good. That's How can he be that far over the cap? Um, That's hilarious. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. What's his, what's his um, move? Oh, he's he's uh, he's going to have to pack his gun and go elsewhere, man. Honestly, oh. who, who needs... You know, have, have quarterback will travel. I don't know. Okay, so he's sticking around though. He's not Watch retiring. Watch Fitzpatrick end up in Jacksonville helping out Lawrence. Oh, you know, okay, because because he's he's in the, with the Dolphins currently. Mm-hmm. I think he'll stick with that club and and you know maybe move on as the season goes. Whoever needs a quarterback will give the Dolphins a call. He had a wacky year. Alex Smith, does he retire? I was just. Just the great Alex Smith. About yes, Alex Smith. Yes, he has to retire. What are you talking about? Right, he went to the playoffs. He's feeling good. Yeah, dude can uh, barely even walk. Uh, I don't think it's the craziest thing that up. he backs up in you San Francisco. Are smoking. I've heard a rumor about San Francisco. I think that's a good call. If, we'll they, back to that. if they keep Jimmy G, I think he's a serviceable, serviceable Last backup. One. Serving to you, Big Ben. Oh, uh, actually, so I have. I actually have a push notification from ESPN and the Steelers app. What's Doth say it? Big, Just say you have a source. Big Ben's. <laughs> I got two sources. Very nice. Big Ben's salary is the issue. Shock killer. Yeah, Didn't know uh, that. Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger wants to return to the Steelers, but team president Art Rooney II says quarterbacks. Where'd he go? 2021 cap hit is untenable. That's 41 million dollars if he comes back. It's 20 if he retires. I don't know. Look, Ooh. number seven. And Ike Taylor's come out and said, "Look, number seven, we appreciate it, but it's time to move on." But at the end of the day, 
Like Pittsburgh fans are going to rock with him if he wants to come back or not. It's his decision. If he does come back, please, please, please play nice with the cap. And if not, all right, I'll enjoy the one last year, but I won't expect anything. So I don't know. But all I know is well, let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. We don't I see have Heineke to go going there. to the Steelers. I sh- piss off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see that move happening. All right, next segment. What happened, Dewald? Hmm. That's a great question. Dude, they, <laughs> they, rough, they played the worse than minnows. Worse than minnows. Dude, they're allowed to come back to SAP Center now. Yeah, we don't Santa want Cla- I was going to say, I don't think they should be able Santa Clara should be like, health guidelines allow you, just our own eyes watching oh, you play does not allow you You have back. to go away. It was That's a roller coaster of an <laughs> evening, done. too. What was that? I Oh, man. Well, I, you know, Donato scored right away, and then it was like... Yeah. A literal avalanche on so, <laughs> top of the Sharks. I tweeted out, I said, Sharks game is hard to watch right now. Yikes. However, the comeback tweets are going to be so awesome should it happen. Hashtag. <laughs> oh, hashtag yeah, you ruined that. that was, don't, don't give me the jinx there. I'm you saying, jinxed it, bro. I, I tweeted that out when they were down <laughs> five to one. Oh. And well, then no, wasn't it? There was like they have more. It was, no, it was four to one. It four, was yeah, four to right, one. Four to one yeah. The Sharks score, and I tweet and I tweet out if a two goal lead is bad to play. Or no, no, they. No, so it was four. What was it? It was four one. It was four wait, one. Wait, and you I tweeted that, that and texted I, it to us? No, no. Yes, I did. That's pretty At the same good. Tom, I'm pretty good. Yeah, this guy's good. So I sent out that tweet, and they were losing four one. Then another goal gets scored by who were we playing last night? It was an avalanche. avalanche. That's right. The, the, the lanch. The lanch. The lanch. The, the bleeping lanch. Blanche. And so I tweet this out. I said, if a two goal lead is bad to play with, right. then a four goal lead can't be good at all. Just saying. <laughs> Hashtag SJ Sharks. Prophetic. And then, Prophetic. And then the Sharks scored. So, and then I tweeted out something about Dubinick uh, guarding his crease. Like, can't get mad. And then and then all of a sudden, the the lanch really started to fall down the mountain, and it ended at 7-2. And I stopped watching. I stopped watching it, I think, 5-2. Uh, five, 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 so, just to update the audience, the Sharks lost 7-3. Seven seven. The Avalanche <laughs> scored 7 in the first two periods. That yeah. is correct. They didn't, no, they didn't score in the third. They didn't need Spin to. Spin zone. Yikes. Spin zone. I like that. Uh, Dewalt, like talk that. to us. I mean, the I third should. period Sharks defense. <laughs> I should, should point out that the Avalanche are the class of the league. I mean, that is the oh. best team in the league. Yes. Good to know. Suck it. Suck it. Haven't they had a slow start? Eh, a little Undefeated. bit. Never lost. There's, there's so much talent on that team. But yeah. still, it, the Sharks aren't terrible, but it's their... I mean, they could go against a team like that. They're just... They don't belong on they the could win. Ice. They could win tonight and be 4-4, four and four, Mike. Could could they? <laughs> uh, okay, let me ask you this: What about this this, this low level nothing trade they made? Is there is there more to this than I, than I realized? They picked up a defenseman from Ottawa. That Luke, is Luke uh, with the Freudian yeah, slip getting away that we're recording a day early. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but oh. anyway, continue on with the question. Uh, that trade will do absolutely nothing to help them. Uh, uh, I was that hoping is for a, the opposite of those trades. That I was hoping is for the opposite of that. A uh, depth headline: a depth defenseman. <laughs> Here's like sixth, seventh guy who may or may not dress. Uh yeah, third liner. Well, that's disappointing, Mike. Yeah, they're just uh, giving away more picks. All right, they just can't give away picks fast enough. Nancy really. Pelosi, I, what's up? I thought it was really funny that they got blown out on that day that will remain unnamed. I forget. And then they got blown up by the avalanche. And then the next day they made this trade like this is going to fix things. I'm like, oh, yeah. it, everything's fixed uh, now. Good job. It's all good. Good job, guys. Uh, I uh, I'm going to make a, a hot take, bold prediction. Oof, I think they uh, they sell off this. I think they'll they'll make a, one or two big trades and. Uh, send some big oh. names out. Oh, from the from That's hot sad. to lukewarm to room temperature. Oh. Can we can we get one name? <laughs> Brent, uh, Brent Burns. Brent Burns. What? Brent Burns. Yeah. There no. you go. Now it's scalding. Oh, yeah. oh, Nancy Pelosi, what's up? Yeah, I've got to put a stop to it. Got to put a stop to it. Can't be turning off fan favorites like that. <laughs> oh. And that was talking hockey. Sorry, Brent Burns. Deep fake technology. Oh, how I never thought I'd rant about you in relation to sports, but here I am. When I heard about an ESPN documentary about the former coach and owner of the Raiders, Al Davis, I was pretty excited. It's called Al Davis versus the NFL, and it takes a look at the Raiders' move from Oakland to LA in the 1980s, when Davis and former NFL commish Pete Rozelle went at each other's life, legally speaking. I immediately started thinking about my food and beverage choices for the film's February 4th debut when I read something that made my stomach turn. Yes, this documentary will feature deep fake technology, which is precisely the sort of thing I follow sports to avoid. Yuck! 
deep fake technology enables anyone with a computer and an internet connection to make realistic photos and videos of people saying and doing things that they didn't actually say or do. For a journalist or anyone concerned with the truth, this is frightening. Free pass if you're talking about a long ago camping trip and that whopper of a fish you surely caught. If you'll recall, that technology appeared in ads running during the popular Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Sports Center anchors from seemingly long ago spoke as if they knew the future. It appeared that way, of course, because they were forgeries. The kind of stuff that ESPN will eventually make a documentary about. They'll call it something like The Last Dance. And make it a but Luke, Alan P. Rosell died forever ago. What the heck else could they have done? Don't be a square. Sure, but this OG has an easy suggestion. Sports Illustrated featured an extensive article on Davis in 2019, proclaiming that the entire story of the NFL could be told through Davis's experiences, which are very well documented. Give me that article for inspiration, recording equipment, and press access to those that knew Davis well, and I'll make a documentary that at the very least will be as real as humanly possible, as sports are supposed to be. My food and beverage manual still looks good, however, but now I'm saving that baby for the Super Bowl, which damn well better be 100% real. And that's my ass. My angry sports writer segment for this week. Those are real so, words. It sounds like you're describing Kelly Oubre, who now we're going to talk about for trade. No, uh, right. Kelly Oubre I like Kelly Oubre. is in the Kelly. rumor mill. Uh, tied alongside uh, the Pelicans, mm-hmm. who are what are they? A six and ten, second worst team in the West. They're oh, they really getting it done there with Van Gundy. Who knew? Maybe if you don't coach in ten years, you probably shouldn't coach. Um, well, they're they're report, they're reportedly happy with the, what he's doing, despite the record. I know it's weird. I got a lot of thoughts on New Orleans, but it doesn't matter. Sure, <laughs> Kelly Oubre on the move. What would it take for you guys to be happy with the trade for Kelly Oubre? Who would you like? Would you package the Timberwolves pick next year that is unprotected? No. In the first, protected, top three protected. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on to yeah. Kelly Oubre. Everybody slam on the brakes, okay? Agreed, agreed. Everything we are getting from the dubs this year is house money. Clay went down, and every pundit across the country, and even half the Warriors fan club, said... Pack it in. It's over. Well, We're that, done. You said we'll be, that. No, I didn't. <laughs> you said the tank. Well, I, I've been all over the place emotionally with this team. <laughs> you said, let's tank. I did, but Curry then, but, loves but, to but lose. you're over it. But you're no, over I didn't it. say Curry loves to lose. But anyway. You're over it. So, we're all, we're I'm just on, we're saying, on track. This, this year, enjoy the roller coaster ride, man. There's going to be days where you go out there and they play like the Sharks did against the Lange. Then Woo. there's going to be days where you go out there and they're going to look like the team that was running shop for three straight years, well, four straight years, with or without KD. I can't explain it. Look, everybody wants to get mad at Kelly Oubre. I have this question for you. Next year, when you get Clay back, Wiseman's developed, mm-hmm. you still have Wiggins on the roster. Wiggy. Oh, and you have the T Wolves pick. From that trade. If it's not top three. NBA, God's willing. Yeah, anyway, okay. Which it looks like that's going to happen. Timberwolves are... Then then Ubre goes from being your second to third choice all the well, way down to your fourth or fifth. Well, he's not going to be on the team next year. Oh, you're tripping. He's got <laughs> He's done. His contract's done after this year. I'm saying they bring him back. And they, if so. they do bring him back, keep Ubre no. on the team and trap him. This that would be way, great. I think he's been, yeah. If he's going to keep playing like Doodoo Brown, then you re-sign him for well, Doodoo Brown you guys money. See him, you guys see him last night? Yeah, he's incredible. He's exactly. on my fantasy team. He's got he's That's got right. moments. He's on mine too. Yeah. He's, he's got moments. I'm not mad at Kelly Oubre. All right, I will I will be a tsunami well, poppy defender. This is all, all right? okay. You got <laughs> me too, but you yeah, guys catch the wave. Me too, but you guys know to always follow the money. Like this guy, his contract is expiring after this year and that's why get ready for more rumors this whole season about guy or until yeah, the, the expiring contract until, until the trade deadline people are going to be calling the Warriors in fact this latest rumor wasn't even because the Warriors extended uh, a conversation uh, the Pelicans merely called Golden State and said hey what's up with Kelly Oubre uh, but to entertain the thought I, I think that Lonzo Ball if, if he was available for Kelly Oubre I'd think about it because uh, you're, you're going to be able to have a younger asset who's very good it could play Really well alongside Steph Curry. I definitely entertain the thought. Whole building just heard me yelling right there. Uh, now I, I, the Lonzo thing is concerning. It's, I mean, but I just believe, kind of in Kelly Oubre, believe in Kelly Oubre, man. Believe in Kelly Oubre. I like Kelly. The Nico Mannion thing, throwing him out there last night. I mean, that was cool, but it's just like He's going what, to the, uh, what a waste of a draft pick. Um, He's going to the, G the one thing I like hypothetically about the team is 
Ubre, Wiggins, Draymond, Wiseman is quite a defensive unit. And then obviously you have Curry roaming around. You can kind of hide him with the corner shooter or something. Mm -hmm. I know Ubre struggles against switches and he struggles against guards, but he, you know, he's got length. He can play defense. Wiggins is really turning around as a defensive player. Draymond is Draymond. And Wiseman, as long as they don't stretch him out like marketing can do, guy can protect the rim. Mm Mm-hmm. My problem is you're still one of like the four or five worst defenses in the Western Conference. Well, they have they have crawled in, more points. They have crawled into top. Solved. They've crawled into the top five of field goal percentage against. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's big. So they, so it's 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 still early enough where they're a team in flux. It's like a roller coaster exactly. this year. Like I said, roller coaster. I mean, and they, the they've looked god awful on defense at times. Yeah. Uh, then they they switch up the starting lineup and it's it's kind of helped. Uh, and the idea is to be like that dynamo defensive unit. Uh, and that's why I like Kelly once again. But hey, just enjoy the ride, man. He's gonna blow kisses for one year and then be gone. So I'm just enjoying. Oh, it. I really think he'll be back. What's think, a, uh, why do you like him as a as a Warriors fit? Length. I like the size. All right. It's it's a, it's not just a league to where you're not going out there and you're starting a seven footer, maybe a guy who's six eight, and then you got a six five, two six five guards, and then like a six foot point guard. No. Like I want. If Curry's going to be out there and he's going to be the smallest player at six foot three, I want him surrounded. You have the seven footer in Wiseman. You got six foot nine in Draymond. Clay's six Draymond's seven, not six foot whatever. And he, he's got six <laughs> nine, six eight, six seven, whatever. Sure. He's, 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 he's up he there. So yeah. you, then you have three six foot seven players out there, you know, with Clay, and then you have and then Kelly Oubre coming mm-hmm. back next year, and you just have you have this prototype player that maybe I'm starting to turn in with uh, turn into the way Elway is with his quarterbacks. I just like, <laughs> Don't be like that. the cut of a jib of a guy who's anywhere from 6'6 six, six to 6'8 six, who can run the court, who can defend, who can shoot. Like, that is the freak hybrid model We can't model shoot. That That's the problem. Who, Kelly? Well, yeah. Right he was, now. He was, right now. Yeah, he's, he's, his shot is coming back. Is, is, he, there's he never been a thing as a shooting slump before. He, he didn't miss a shot in the first half last night. In addition... He wasn't much of a shooter before. Sure thing. I totally understand. But... Uh, in addition to that, he's, which is going to help with shooting, he's getting into the flow of the offense finally. In his career, he's averaged one assist per game. In the first 16 games, he had 16 assists. In the last two games, he's had seven assists. That's my man. Get those fantasy numbers. <laughs> I am looking at his field goal percentage for his career is 40, almost 43%. Like, it's not bad. It's been three a, point, I don't like that for a guy who attacks the rim 90% that's fair. of the time. And his three-point percentage is 32, which leaves a lot to be... You know, desired, but he had a nice last year with the Suns. I yep. think. I yeah, think it was maybe it was thirty-five or thirty-six. I don't like know how many attempts he was shooting. A lot, but of like a know, he was trending. You can nice. try to go up. One question I want to ask about the Ubre thing: Why is it better to sit on this guy, and you think that's the right move? Hmm. When I, I think you guys all agreed that moving off of Russell was the right move. I do. Why yeah. is it moving off Ubre not the right move again? I think Ubre is a better fit defensively. Yes. And I think Jeff and was preaching that. Try. And really, I mean, Coach Kerr, and I mentioned it at the very beginning when we were talking Warriors, that's the mission of this club. It's, you know, it doesn't seem like that all the time, but that really is the mission is to be a top defense. And, and I know it's, I know this is going to sound even more ridiculous, but people bring it up with James Harden. He's left-handed. So, and I know that that messes with people. That no, it, mess, does. it messes with people when, where, the, where the shot's coming from, <laughs> where the pass is coming from. Like, it's just, you know, maybe he also is his dominant hand a little bit closer to the ball when you're dribbling. I don't know. There's just little stuff there where it's just, I look at Kelly Oubre and I'm just like, this, uh, look, this, this is an anomaly. Like, this is yeah. not, this is not the cat. Like, I'm looking at his stats as he has progressed over his career, and this is a hiccup. Like, he hasn't, he, he was on a, if anything, you could put this on. A fourth year hiccup as he goes into his what seventh? I mean, because he's young. Washington, like his first two years in Washington, he improved each year. Then his third year in Washington was his was his best year in Washington. Then he gets uh, what is it eighteen nineteen is where he, he splits between Washington and Phoenix, okay. and the the points are still improving there. And then when he gets to Phoenix, and then last year he had that great year in Phoenix. So it's just it's we're catching him at the right trend, like where he's that trending in his trajectory. We're catching him on the right end. I just need little, to make sure we get the juice. Little tangent there. Um, what a great move for the Suns, who don't have a lot of them, yeah. picking Macau Bridges over Kelly Oubre for their team. Man, that would have been a nice warrior. Yeah. That guy can play. Yeah. Macau Bridges? Yeah. That guy's good. Oh, we'll see him. We saw him last night when the Warriors played the Suns last night. I just uh, Wink, wink. Uh, I oh, nice. <laughs> and he played with blank points. He was incredible rebounds. when he had that, he that, played, that, yeah, that, yeah. that thing that he did. That one play in that one quarter was absolutely crazy. <laughs> but but yeah, in, so all, in all honesty, I'm gonna, I, really wa- I really watched him hard last night to watch yeah. this to watch that Ubre comparison. Oh, okay. I, looked, I looked forward to that. Thank you, Luke. Anyway, so 
Oh, one more thing on that on that trade. I got one, my bad. We're yeah. trying to wrap it up, but I got one more thing. It's a good question about would we trade Ubre like we traded D'Angelo? Look at the haul the Warriors got for D'Angelo. Yeah. If, 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 if it's the pick, I mean, yeah. you know, the pick, and then Wiggins is performing incredibly. If it's Wiseman, even, even as much as, Wiseman, even as much as I like Ubre. Hey, if someone's got a great t- trade package, yeah, sure. Is Wiseman leading your Rookie of the Year ballots? He is number one in the ESPN ranking. Is he number one in your ranking? ESPN. No, they, uh, they came out yesterday. Number one, two, Seriously. and three. No, that's real. But uh, yeah. Is incre- he actually number one? Yes. It just came, Halliburton was. It just came out two days ago. Halliburton's number three. And I love Halliburton. He's great. Uh, but, w- yeah, uh, the question is, he's in my Rookie of the Year. Anthony Edwards looked pretty sick last night. I'll say that yeah, he looked incredible. Very good. I mean, the two. I mean, two nights that ago. they're bringing him off the bench, though. Yeah, I agree. It's, at this point, the bit it's funnier if he just messes it up because he my doesn't bad. know which day it is. My yeah. bad. Okay, we recorded this. <laughs> I exhausted early. it. Okay. Yeah, thank Sorry, you. My bad. My Wait, bad. yeah, you guys saw two games of Anthony Edwards. You guys <laughs> liked what you saw? <laughs> last night was dope. Too. I liked him ever since he was playing in the Maui Invitational with Georgia. What are you talking about? He looked good, but Frank. the James Wiseman thing that's looked pretty good too. So it, it, it's it's a perfect example of bad franchises are bad for mm. uh, bad reasons. Bad the Timberwolves, it's easy. It's like Wiseman was there, and they went with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards looks like Deion Waiters. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, no, I, I actually don't mind the comp. Um, and Deion Waiters was on fire this last night. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just like, wow, the rich get richer. You know, because the Warriors absolutely should not have gotten Wiseman with the number two. And that's I agree so with clear. That. Yep. To the point where now I'm looking at Anthony Edwards, I'm like, man, maybe LaMelo Ball was better. <laughs> and I don't like LaMelo Ball that much. Thank you. It's going to be fun. Pick, though. Take it. We can't have Man Campbell every week. Okay. Why not? But I, uh, there's I'm, only so many kneecaps. I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah, there's only so many kneecaps. I'm trying to live up to the spirit of Man Campbell uh, for this week's absurd sound. Uh, I also can't claim to understand this story. Very much either, Sweet. other than knowing a lot of people are mad about it. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, let's do it. If you uh, if you have the Robinhood app, you've probably been blocked from buying a certain few stocks, including Games GameStop. Mm. So uh, this this fella, wealthy fella, <laughs> hedge fund guy, I'm sure he's great. Uh, went too. on uh, went on CNBC today to. Uh, Basically, do the equivalent of you kids get off my lawn, I guess, to all the, the Reddit users messing with the stock market. So uh, this, uh, this is what he had to say. The reason the market is doing what it's doing is people are sitting at home getting the checks from the government, okay? And this fair share is a bullshit concept. It's just a way oh. of attacking wealthy people. Attacking. And, you know, I think it's inappropriate. We all got to work together and pull together. Attack on wealthy people. We have to. So one more time. Can you play that? Can you play that again? We, the we wealthy have people, have to band together. This time with feelings, sir. People are sitting at home getting the checks from the government. Okay. How dare and they? This fair share is a bullshit concept. It's just a way of attacking wealthy people. <clears throat> and, you know, I think it's inappropriate. We all got to work together and pull yeah, together. It's a little rain. It must have been the TV show signed. Sorry, boo-hoo, Mr. Rich Man. Sorry that they're coming after your pocketbook. DeWalt, can you explain the situation for people who are unaware? As best you can. As best you can. So it's basically like a protest of hedge funds uh, shorting, selling short on worthless stocks. Hmm. Uh, My dad explained the concept to me. My brain turned to pudding. So I will do my best, (laughs) but... uh, Basically, they're in, uh, driving up all the. That, uh, yeah. They drove up like Blockbuster or something this, this, like that. This is, yeah, they and, drove up bad stocks bad that stuff. were valued poorly, and then they made hedge funds have to pay for them exactly. to keep up with them. So these guys on a Reddit, and there's like a thousand people on this Reddit, all used a hundred dollars in their Robinhood accounts. Robinhood is like a millennial stock mm-hmm. exchange mm-hmm. thing, and they're like, let's all buy stocks in these shitty companies: BlackBerry, Nokia, GameStop. And then now their values over the last two weeks have exploded, oh, and these hedge fund managers are pissed. Anyway, take it oh, off. That's awesome. You know, and I'll just say for my part, I was listening to the, the radio, and you know, I, I hear the stocks news every day, and, I, and I'm like, GameStop? What the F is going on here? <laughs> like, what? GameStop? I have heard people say that the stock market is not real. It's just a game that people play with their money that we've been like kind of brainwashed into believing is, is important. And I mean, I think you can throw I that. Can't, at, I can't disprove it. You can throw that at a <laughs> lot of things in life. But 
hearing that guy basically call out his other rich friends yeah. and being like, we got each other's backs. Like, do you need whack. any more proof? And I'm not saying this to start a coup or anything, but like, do you need any more proof that these people don't care about us? Like, uh, if there's anything, this man went on national television. What was that from, CNBC? Correct. Oh, uh, okay. He went on national television <laughs> and told yeah. his rich friends, fuck these poor people, for lack of a better term. And again, I don't really understand the stock market from what I've heard from the media just completely overcovering this is they bought in a bunch of bad stock and because these hedge fund managers had already bought in on it, that because the price had gone up, it was forcing them to buy even more of the stock. Otherwise, they were going to lose even more money. So it was they, they basically. Uh, well, I think they, they shorted it, so they expected it to be low, mm-hmm. and then they had to pay for it when it jumped. Oh, Hilarious. Okay. yeah. They, um, so it's like putting a down payment on like a house or something. Like what? And then you put the you say like, here, I'll give you this amount of money, and then I'll come back in an X amount of days, and I'll give you this. But because it had skyrocketed, that the amount well, of money. That, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand stocks. It's yeah, not good. It, it, if they uh, like if sports. they short sell it. You, like basically, you make money if it goes down. You're yeah, expecting it so, to drop. Yeah, that's so the right. fact that it that's what it, it is blows up five thousand percent kills God. you. Right. So I love this. the only way I can explain is through the big short. Um, when Steve Carell and they all that short the housing economy in the in the when they expect the housing bubble to burst that's, mm-hmm. in 2008, and so it kept rising because it's a fake bubble. Mm-hmm. So they were paying millions of dollars for it because they were losing the short, and then it collapsed and they became these ultra millionaires so these guys all were smart and we're like yeah GameStop sucks we're gonna short it and we're gonna make money when it sucks and then all these guys on reddit F you say were F like, you. hey i got a hundred bucks you got a hundred bucks i got a hundred bucks let's all let's all do this we all so look all, game. We all, all, look hearing, all i'm hearing from this rich guy is boohoo for you sorry that you got trolled by the internet all right happens to the best of totally. us and he's talking about people sitting at home waiting on checks from the government bro what do you do besides look at a computer all day saying hey that number's rising i want to i want to invest in that go pick up a shovel you want to talk about real jobs get, kiss my ass all right go and shovel, i say that dude. as i talk into a microphone but like get <laughs> get out of here i'm so glad that they got trolled like this and again don't even understand it because to me it's all funny money it's like i don't i can't look at that stuff so I mean, maybe once I get to a point, as someone who plans on being rich, I should care about this. It's a good plan. But someone who is not rich, I don't care about this. Well, the real damning part is, as of this morning, these uh, like Robinhood and other they've been blackballed. Yeah, the, the big tech mm-hmm. has come together, and they won't let them do it. And I saw a tweet, which was crazy, because I, the first thing that came to mind was, hell hath frozen over. It was, you know it's been a wild day when AOC, Ted Cruz, and Donald Trump Jr. and Dave Portnoy all agree on something. AOC saying, gotta admit it's really something to see Wall Streeters with a long history of treating our economy as a casino complain about a message board of, of posters also treating the market as a casino. And then... Portnoy tweeted out, somebody is going to have to explain to me what in the world Robinhood app and others literally trying to force a crash by closing the open market is fair. They should all be in jail. Donald Trump Jr. retweets that and says, it look, it took less than a day for big tech, big government, and corporate media to spring into action and begin colluding to protect their hedge fund buddies on Wall Street. This is what a rigged system looks like, folks. And then Ted Cruz commenting no. on on he says fully Did agree. Did he have a beard when he tweeted this? No, I don't know. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fully point. agree with, with, a, with a finger it's with a weird, emoji pointing down on AOC's tweet that says this is unacceptable. We need to know more about Robinhood's decision to block retail investors from purchasing stock while hedge fund blah blah blah. It's going over. So it's it's truly insane. Uh, I look at Wall Street as a bunch of crooks in white collars anyway. So they want to tell me about what it's like to work a hard day. It's like bro, you wake up and you take phone calls and then you say. Put it in this, and I'm sure there's more that goes into it. But again, Slightly. not there's a lunches. Rich, you gotta go to lunch. Not a rich guy that's into that sort of stuff. You've like, seen the lifestyle. You've watched Wolf of Wall Street. I actually yeah, have not. Oh, you gotta watch it. I have never seen Wolf of Wall I'm Street. I'm gonna be that guy. You have to watch and it. And I've never seen. Sounds like a Woody movie. The Big Short, honestly, either. That, that was, is a kick-ass. So never those seen are that. when you said that those two movies, and I've never seen Wall Street. What was that? The one with Martin Sheen yeah, and uh, or uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, Mar- uh, Charlie Sheen and Don Michael, Michael Douglas. Michael you. Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cunning linguist, cancer guy. Uh, so um, say what? It's really that's what happened. He said he got he said he got throat oh, cancer from that. eating out uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Blur what? that part out for your children if they're listening. But that's a fun fact about Michael Douglas. Is learn something yeah, that's true right yeah Just and he saying. got a funny little fancy latin term for it <laughs> cunning linguist all right so that's the absurd sound on my we might have a couple in there was the absurd sound the last one <laughs> yeah. that, i think that was the one but i have no idea so yeah dude i'm really gonna have to go home and just like google what happened at wall street for dummies because i still don't I think, get it with i got a pretty good explanation from these guys i, I don't that, that, i'm that was, sorry man i must be too good. stupid i really just don't understand because i no, don't I'm saying, i, I, I can still use some brushing up yeah. watch big short teaches yeah. you everything 
I got a couple movies to watch. That's all I learned there. So hopefully I'll return, report back maybe with the movie review thus far. Who knows? Dang. All right. So that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week, probably next Friday. That was right. You don't have to forget. I mean, we always record them. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. This is recorded. I just assumed we were live. Yeah, wait. Uh, oh. In the world of podcasts. I thought the, pro- right. the program button wasn't lit up the whole time. No, that's good. That's good. That's oh, bad. Good PGM. PGM. <laughs> Send it out over air. All right. We'll be back. Till next time.